Hi, and welcome to the Vine Community Church Podcast. We hope that what you're about to hear will help you to flourish in God's grace and bear fruit through loving God, loving each other, and loving our community. Well, good morning. It's so good to be with you here today. And as you can kind of see behind me, we're starting a new series out of the Book of Romans. More about that in just a moment. But... uh, You know, uh, there's certain calls that you get in life, and they really change your life. Uh, I remember Lizanne and I, when we were uh, back in Maryland, we were a new married couple, and we had struggled for about five and a half years with infertility and wanting to have our own child. And uh, we were just praying, Lord, how's this going to happen? And it was, and it was, so we headed in the direction, and and of, of adoption, and we were excited about it. But after being having kind of a, several times where we actually had some, you know, some situations where we thought we were going to adopt a child, and it fell through, and this happened several times over a period of a couple years, it was really, really easy for us to like try to guard our hearts. But then there was the time where. We got the call, and the call came from a a lady named Karen, and she was the administrative uh, person in our adoption agency that we had applied through, and our birth mother, Carol, had given birth, and she called us at 3 a.m. in the morning and, and said, your baby daughter is born. And we're like, wow, this is amazing. And, uh, you know, we were like, we, it was just hard to uh, just express how we felt in that moment and that we had received that call and we knew now that we were going to be parents and that we were going to have our, our first child, Christy Elizabeth Adams. What a day that was. What an evening. And believe me, we didn't sleep the rest of the night. <laughs> and it was a call like, uh, like few others. But there's lots of kinds of calls that we receive in life that are kind of life-changing or make a huge impact in us. And uh, maybe it's the call about the job you wanted, or maybe you got a call about a baby born in your family. Or uh, you got the call, uh, remember when you applied to college and you got accepted to the college of your choice? Woo-hoo! You know, all those calls can make an impact in your life. But there's a call that is way beyond every one of those calls that I've just shared that matters in your life and will change you. And it is the call of Jesus Christ, our Lord, when he calls you to himself. And so today, as we, we begin in, in this great book of Romans, Um, we are going to see this, that God's call will change your life. And again, this is the first sermon in a new series from Romans. Uh, This year, we're going to go through about chapter 2. And we're going to take a section of verses each week and explain what it means and see how it applies to those who are followers of Jesus and those who are not. And and this is going to be a simple approach, but... uh, It's a really rich book. 
And there's so much to unearth here that God wants to teach us from this fabulous book of Romans. And it will be good for all of us to see what God says through Paul in and through this letter to the Romans. And so I'm excited to start this journey with you. We're going to pick up in the next few years and just keep coming back to Romans until we finish it. So it's going to, it's going to take a, a little bit of time, but this year we're going to go through chapter two. Yay. And so uh, before I uh, just get, dig into the passage itself, I want to give you just a little bit of context, and each week we'll be giving you a little bit more. Um, and so let me tell you about this context. John Calvin, who was one of the great theologians who sparked the Protestant Reformation, he said about Romans this, when anyone understands this letter, he has the passage opened up to him to the understanding of the whole of Scripture. Isn't that great? By reading and understanding Romans, it does give you insight to the whole of the Bible. And we want you to know that more and more and understand what God's word has to say to you. We, we know that the Apostle Paul was the author of this letter. He himself was a Jewish man and became a Roman citizen. And we know that Paul wrote this letter from the city of Corinth on his third missionary journey. And we see that in Acts chapter 20, verses 2 through 3. And he had been preaching for about 20 years. He was kind of an old guy like me. But he had never visited Rome. But yet we know in Acts, or in Romans chapter 16, that he knew a lot of the people there. And he was in relationship probably through letter writing to the church there in Rome. And the, the purpose of this great letter is this. Uh, most letters in the New Testament address individual church problems. But, but Romans is pretty different. It is different in this way is that it focuses on God and his great plan to save his people. And the focus is on the gospel of Jesus Christ our Lord. And so today from our passage, verses 1 through 7, we're going to see that God's call will change your life. And, um, and so, will you look with me in God's word, Romans chapter 1, verses 1 through 7. I encourage you to bring your Bibles or your handhelds and join in so you can get the richness of the context of the scripture. And the scripture will be on the screen as well. This is God's holy word. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand throughout his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh and was declared to be the son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ, our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations, including you who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. To all those in Rome 
who are loved by God and called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And so the first thing we're going to see in the ways that God will, God's call will change your life is this, is we see that Paul himself is called to be an apostle. And we see that in verses 1 through 5. Notice it, verse 1 again. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle. Before uh, he says anything else, the very first description of Paul's life is he is a servant. Isn't that crazy? I mean, because in his previous life of being a Pharisee and a religious leader, it was all about people serving him or about people seeing how much great work he did. But here he humbles himself constantly and he calls himself a servant, which is literally the word bond slave. And so he was just imitating his Lord. We know Jesus, it says of Jesus himself in Mark 10, 45, for even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and give his life a ransom for many. You see, Paul, first and foremost, before he even says, I'm an apostle, he says this, I am a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, are you a servant? Is your life, are you living out the humble service of the Lord saying to God in this new year, Lord, whatever you have me to do, I'm ready to do it. There's nothing too menial or too low. Whatever you call me to do, I will do. Paul himself was a servant. Are we? And so we see here that Paul continually humbled himself. And the history of Paul's conversion was amazing, right? Back in Acts chapter 9, he was then going by his name Saul, which was his Hebrew name. And then he was coming to Damascus, and it tells us that he was persecuting Christians. Acts 9.1 says, But Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord. And Jesus here humbles Paul and sets him apart for the sake of the gospel on the road to Damascus. And after meeting with Jesus on the road to Damascus, Paul chooses and he, he begins to use his, more and more his Hebrew name, excuse me, his, his Gentile name, his Greek name, which was, which was Paul, which means literally small. You see, before Paul's conversion, we remember he was a Pharisee. That was his role. That's what he did. And the word Pharisee means literally one who is set apart. Remember, remember, you remember about the Pharisees. They were so religious that when they, and they were Jewish people who wanted to keep to themselves and not be contaminated by those goyim dogs, they literally called them those Gentiles, which are all non-Jews. So much so that a Pharisee walking down the road would take his long robe and make sure that it was tucked 
into his belt so even a flap of his robe would not touch a Gentile when he passed one of them. They were, they were literally the set-apart ones. But here, when, when Jesus calls Paul to himself, the Pharisee, now he calls Paul out, and he is no longer set apart from the Gentiles. He is now set apart for the sake of the gospel to minister to the Gentiles. They become his, his people group where he has community and he preaches the gospel too in, in just beautiful ways. Acts 9.15 tells us about this change of Paul's life purpose. It says that he, Paul, is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. The word uh, apostle, verse 1, means one who is sent out. And Paul is sent out on, as the first missionary to the Gentile world. Isn't that ironic? The one who set, was set apart from them is now set apart to them to preach and proclaim to a people who he had once been completely isolated from. Romans 1.5 continues, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations. Paul here joins the 12 disciples or apostles and is given a powerful role as apostle. And, and, and the word nations here is referring to every people group other than the Jewish people, which is probably today in this room, probably most of us are Gentile in our heritage. And we owe, amazingly, that Paul himself was called to God to preach the gospel to us. And to all the nations and every person who would believe in Jesus Christ. And we'll, we're going to see throughout Romans and the, how God and his call changes everything and changes our hearts. And changes people like Paul and like us. Who we were once focused on me, mine, number one. You know, it's easy for me to be focused on kingdom of John. And yet God changes that all. That our hearts would be changed, that we would focus on his glory and his name. He, Paul, is given spiritual authority to plant churches and to write the very word of God among them. You see, God's call will change your life. Unlike Paul, we, we are not apostles. We know that. Apostles were unique and personally discipled by Jesus and saw Jesus bodily risen from the dead. But Paul, like, like Paul, we are chosen instruments of God. And we will see how God, as he calls us to himself, how our hearts were once like enemies we were against, opposed to Jesus and his kingdom. And now he calls us to himself, changes our hearts, and we become his beloved children. 
And we're going to see that throughout this passage, throughout this great book. Romans 1, look at it again. Verse 1, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through the prophets in the Holy Scripture. Verse 2 here teaches us that the gospel is promised in the Old Testament. Now, we could, we could teach lots of sermons on this point. But notice, Paul here is an apostle, teaches with authority, and he teaches that the gospel is not something new. It's not something made up. It is rooted and grounded and promised throughout the Old Testament, which Paul calls the Old Testament here the Holy Scriptures. You know, you might remember that not long ago, we were, our pastors were teaching out of Jeremiah 31. And, and the prophet Jeremiah taught about the new covenant that was promised where God's people would know him personally from the heart, no longer just knowing him through the law. But this was the promise that Jesus perfectly fulfilled. And he fulfilled not only Jeremiah 31 prophecies, but more than 300 prophecies made about the Messiah. Jesus fulfilled all of those perfectly. He alone is worthy. He alone is God and the perfect God-man. And we see that in verses 3 and 4. Look at it. It says, concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh, and was declared to be the Son of God in power according to the Spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus was fully human and fully God. During, during the Advent season, we saw together how Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary, that he became 100% human, being 100% God and that he was actually descending from David. He, David, was the greatest king of all of Israel. And becoming human had to be humiliating for him. Think about it. He was God. You know, he lived in his gated community up in heaven. And he came and condescended to this earth and became a, a helpless baby born in maybe a a stable, maybe a home, but we know he was surrounded and this, this room that he was born in was filled with smelly animals. His earthly parents weren't kings and queens, they were humble, just everyday kind of people. And yet Jesus came. He became fully human and he was, here this passage says, verse 4, that he was the son of God. Now, when a Jewish person would hear that phrase, son of God, they would know one thing instantly. He's talking about God himself. Here, verse 4 goes on and describes this God, Jesus, who came, and that he rose from the dead and was exalted by God the Father as both the Christ which is the true Messiah that the Jewish people were looking for. And, notice, our Lord. He, 
is exalted by God the Father to be the Lord of everyone who acknowledges that in him he is worthy to bring us a salvation that we cannot get or produce on our own. You see, God's call will change your life. It changed Paul's life. Is it changing yours? This leads us to our second, and I promise, shorter point. Is this, that we called to be his own in verses 6 and 7. What's crazy is, is that no matter you know, what we have done, how good we've been or how bad we've been, it doesn't matter how much shame you might have in your life. When God calls you, he comes and calls people, people who are humble and have come, and his call makes us, makes us, in our hearts, we are changed forever when we are called by the Lord of the universe. You see, the calling Paul is making here is teaching us in this passage about an internal calling, a calling of the heart. Anyone and everyone who trusts in Jesus receive this calling. Isn't that good news? And Paul writes that we can have confidence. Romans 1.6 says, including you who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. If, if we know Jesus as our Lord, verse 4, his calling is completely effective. There's a word used in theology called effectual. It, it does what it was intended to do. And when he calls us, it does what it is intended to do. It brings us to Jesus and we belong to him. No longer do we belong to ourselves and our own purposes, but to the glory of the king of the universe. You see, when God calls us, we are completely changed. You know, when I go to Brewster's, sometimes I go too often. <laughs> On top of my ice cream, it's two scoops, by the way, not one. I always get some chocolate, I like to get those chocolate sprinkles. I like that little additive because I love the taste of what that gives me. But you see, the gospel is not like little sprinkles added onto our life. The gospel is not adding anything, in fact. It's about complete transformation. It changes who you are. Verse 6 says, now we belong to Jesus Christ. And this kind of belonging is not like joining a book club. It's being placed in a brand new family. We were once in a family that was completely opposed to the things of God. The family of this world, the kingdom of this world, detested God and his work. It focused on our abilities and our, to achieve our right standing before God. But when God calls you to himself, he frees you from that and places you into a family with a new mantra. And it's this. Do you know what it is? It's this. God has done all the work. He has done everything needed to bring you to himself. 
Our belonging does not depend on anything we do, but the perfect work of the head of our family, our father and his son, Jesus Christ. And Paul here boasts about this. And we see that even later in chapter 1, verse 16, a familiar verse, where he writes, I, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for the salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. You belong to a new family if you know Christ because you are loved by God, loved by him. Verse 7 says that to all those in Rome who are loved by God. We know this. You're not loved by God because you made a good choice or you yourself um, earned his love. No, the whole of Romans, the whole of the Bible underlines that God chose you and me while we were still enemies due to our sin. Romans 5.8 says, but God shows his love for us that while we were still, what? Sinners. Christ died for us. Even then, Christ died for you and me and every person who believes in him. You see, when God sovereignly saves you, he doesn't let you remain in your sin, though you still struggle with it till the day you die. He continues to grow you, to the word sanctify you. And we'll see this throughout Romans, how he continues to, to grow us in our faith. But verse 7 says something that is true of us right now. And it's not about growing to a certain level of maturity in Christ. We get it right now. And it says this. Verse 7, look at it. And called to be what? Saints. Called to be saints. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, if you belong to God, not only what you believe changes... But yes, what you do changes. But you're not called to be a saint because of anything you do. You are called to be a saint because of the perfect work and righteousness of Jesus Christ. He alone gives you his righteousness when you become a part of his family by faith in his work. You and me and every person who are followers of Christ, are called saints. Doesn't that blow your mind? And it's not because you could do more or somehow curry his favor. No, you already have it because of Jesus. This is a promise rooted in the gospel, the work of Jesus the Christ. You see, when we become saints, our whole identity changes and we begin to grow in resting in Jesus and his perfect work and righteousness. And as we do that, we want to work harder. When you realize how righteous you are because of Jesus alone, you have this amazing right standing. Then you will work. You will live as a servant and work like no other because you're motivated by the glorious perfection, the perfect righteousness of Jesus. It's given to you and me.
Praise be to God, right? This change happens all because of God's calling. You see, God's call will change your life. You know, when Lizanne and I got that call at 3 a.m. about our daughter, Christy, it changed our life. And I know you guys have received some big calls in your life. But there's no calling greater that will change you than the calling of Jesus Christ when he himself calls each one of you by name to know him as Savior and Lord. So today, if you're not yet a follower of Christ, I'd urge you, humbly come and turn from your sin and your way of life and say, Jesus, I need your work. Receive him today by just that simple trust and talk to one of us about what you've done today. And if you're, you are a follower of Jesus, as we come to the Lord's top table, we want to be amazed this year by the glorious gospel, the work of Christ. And I want to invite you to ask yourself as you prep your heart for communion this, what is keeping you from believing what God's word we've looked at today says? I belong to God. What's keeping you from it? Let's think about that. Let's pray. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you any sinful motivation or any reason that's kept you from believing. I belong to God and it's all because of his call. Thanks so much for joining us for this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at thevinecc.com, download our mobile app, or visit us on Facebook or Instagram at thevinecc. Have a great week.